The World Talk Radio Network. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. And as you know from last week, this is um, National Humor Month. So I feel obliged to tell you a joke my nine-year-old grandson told me yesterday. Now, this is appropriate because I live on the desert. And the question is, what do they call a witch that lives on the desert? I can hear that you're already giving up. So I will tell you, a, a witch that lives on the desert is called a sandwich. I know you're groaning. If you go to the self-improvement blog, I promise you there are no bad jokes there. (laughs) But you will find a picture of today's guest, an article by her um, about overcoming challenges to change, and some articles and videos you might find interesting and helpful. So, you know, take a visit there. Go see what we've got going on today. I have a really great and I think exciting announcement. On April 25th, the Self-Improvement Show is going to be moving to Voice America's new empowerment channel. We'll still broadcast on Thursdays. It'll be one hour earlier. We'll broadcast at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern. And I'm really excited about doing this. Go to Voice America and take a look around. I think you'll like what you see. Uh, all the details will be on the blog. While you're poking around at Voice America, listen to a couple of the shows that they have um, for the kids' channel. It's really so Wonderful. It's my favorite channel anywhere. I almost wish I was a kid so I could be on that. It's just so much fun. I saw an ad the other day for a line of clothing that advertised one size fits all. We've all seen those and we probably all have some of them hanging in our closets. You know, like moo-moos, pants with drawstrings, shirts with raglan sleeves and no shape. Those kind. Now, they're wonderfully comfortable, but um, certainly don't resemble contemporary chic. And we all know, even if we don't say it, that one size does not fit all. Now, we, we tend to think of other things in terms of one size fits all, too. I mean, we may not think about it this way, but, you know, sometimes that includes emotions. We tend to project our own ability to manage emotions or to react to other people on other people. You know, we hear people say, you shouldn't feel that way or uh, don't feel that way. Well, you feel how you feel. <clears throat> Fear is one of those. You know, how many times did your mother say, don't be afraid? You know, there's nothing to be afraid of, even though something really huge is happening. There's nothing to be afraid of. 
No, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's just public speaking or fill in the blank, whatever your thing is. Um, definitely fear is not one size fits all. And sometimes it keeps us from moving forward because the fear just seems so big. You know, it keeps you from moving in your job, in your relationships, in your self-improvement. That big question, what if, um, can be very frightening. Uh, we're going to talk about resizing fear today. And we have Cindy Lochran here as our expert to talk about resizing fear. I think this is an, an absolutely wonderful concept and makes fear seem less formidable. Cindy Lochran has been here before. When we first started the show back in 2010, she was a an early guest. Um, Cindy is a masterful certified prep professional coach, a certified group coach, and a, a wonderful speaker. She's known for her insight, directness, and humor, and I heard her groan when I told that joke. Now, she helps people see the truth about themselves without judgment. How cool is that? Prior to starting her own coaching practice in 1986, Cindy spent nine years in leadership positions in human resource management, so she knows what's going on out there. Recognized as one of Boston's top ten coaches by Women's Business Boston, she has been a contributor to national trade and business journals and blogs. Cindy earned a degree in communication studies from the University of Vermont. And in her coaching practice, she does one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and leads mastermind groups to help them get the results they say they want in their lives, their careers, and perhaps their small business, she she's going to give you all the details about how you can find her. And it's my absolute delight to welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show, Cindy Lochran. Cindy, welcome. Oh, Irene, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's always wonderful to have you back. I don't know why it's been so long. We, we'll have to put it on the calendar not to let it be so long the next time. I, you know, when I, I, every now and then I go back and listen to some of those beginning shows and yours was definitely a highlight. You know, even though Cindy was on our, on as a guest before, many of you probably haven't heard her. So Cindy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Cindy Lochran? Uh, well, I am, you know, all of the things that you said I was. I am uh, a coach. I've been coaching for over 20 years. And I call myself the chief change champion and fear blaster at Cindy Lochran Coaching. And um, I just love helping people overcome the limiting beliefs and the fears that stop them from having what they want in their lives. Um, I say I, I help people move from wishing it to living it. So, you know, I wish I could lose weight. I wish I had a better job. I wish my relationships were better. I take them from wishing it to actually having it, and I love doing it. We can't so clone you, can we? Pardon me? Can we clone you? Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> and I'm also a wife and a mother and a member of a small community in the suburbs of Boston. 
And um, so that's that's who I am when I'm not my professional self. And I probably should have talked about it in the other order, but um, it doesn't matter. The order's just fine. But I want to know more about the title "Change Champion and Fear Blaster." How did you come up with that title, and, and what do you mean by it? Well, the change champion part uh, came about quite some time ago when I realized that. All of my clients had this one mm-hmm. thing in common. They wanted something to be different in their life. And so for some of them, they were really unhappy. I mean, what was happening in their lives felt really bad and wrong. And for others, it was just they wanted more. And the bottom line is that if you want something to be different in your life, something's got to change. And since you're the only person over whom you have complete control, that something, that change, needs to come from you. And I know change is hard. Uh, I've been through many of my own. I know it's hard. And so I am just an advocate of becoming a champion of change because the only thing constant in our lives is change. And so let's be good at it. Let's become champions. So that's where that came from. Now, a couple things came up for me as you were saying that. One is a quote from Tony Robbins. It is my favorite quote of all time. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. And, and the, my favorite to go along with that is, if there was no change, there would be no butterflies. Oh, I like that too. The other thing that presented itself to me is that some people don't even feel they have control over their own lives. And when you're saying that the, the one thing that we think we have control of is our own life ourselves, but many people don't feel that way. So I'm sure you have to address that with them. Right. Well, what you said was they don't feel as if they do. Right. And in fact, sometimes it does feel like it's out of control. And that's a great segue, Irene, because that's really where the fear comes in. The other piece that I noticed was that one of the things that really stops people from making those changes is fear. And so if we don't feel as if we have control, that's pretty, that's frightening. Yeah. (laughs) So because we're afraid that whoever or whatever has control is going to take us down a road we don't want to go down. So we're afraid of not having control. We're afraid of what might happen if we make the change. We're afraid of all kinds of things. We're afraid we can't be successful. We're afraid we might be successful. We're We're afraid afraid of what will happen if we don't make the change, too. Well... That's sometimes fear, and you know, I, ref- I I talk about fear. You called it downsizing. I I call it right sizing, because I do not believe we ought to go through life fearless. I think fear has a really really big value for us. Fear can be very informative. Fear clearly, in some cases, keeps us safe. It keeps us alive. That's 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 there. its function. That's its job. That's its job, and it does its job really, really well. Sometimes it overdoes its job because it makes us feel as if we are at risk when we're not. Fear is a physiological response. 
But the body doesn't know the difference between real fear, like there's a, there's, there are flames lapping at our feet, or uh, there's a saber-toothed tiger, you know, scratching at our front door. That's real fear. That's that's real. That you ought to be afraid of that. You ought to have that absolutely to you into action, right? Right. But when you imagine fear, when you imagine some potential outcome in the future, or when you remember some negative uh, incident or event in the past, your physiology may respond the same way as if there's something real right now. When Absolutely. Fact, it's, yeah. You know, your and, subconscious mind does not know the difference between real and imagined fear right. or real and imagined anything. So when we look and we look around and we say, well, there is no physical imminent danger here, am I in the past or remembering something that happened before, or am I in the future imagining the possibility of what could happen? Because you can't do anything if you're standing in the past or projecting into the future. The only place you have any control is right here, right now, in the present. And how do you get yourself to realize that you need to be in the present the the fear is either long ago or looming up, but now you're here. How do you get people to know that? Well, the first thing is to really know your own fear response. What does it feel like for you to feel fear? What happens? And so some of us have, you know, our palms sweat, our heart uh, races. We get a, a lump in our throat. So there are things that we need to notice about ourselves to know that we're in fear. And then the next thing is really to stop and say, what is it I'm afraid of? What do I think might happen or what am I thinking? Because the fear is triggered by a thought. Right. Right? And so if we, we need to feel it and then back up and say, what was I thinking that caused me to have that reaction? I want to hold that thought. I want people to think about what they think about when they start getting fearful. It's time for us to take a break. So we'll come back to that in a moment. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Cindy Lochran saying stay tuned. We'll be back with more. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. I'm Martine Rudin, Chief Marketing Officer of Macy's. We're a proud supporter of the March of Dimes. Walking in March for babies is always special, but 
With your help, we can make this year better than ever as we celebrate 75 years of March of Dimes Breakthroughs for Babies. Join us in March for Babies to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org and March to Help Babies. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self improvement show. My guest today is Cindy Lochran, and we're talking about resizing fear. Um, we were talking a little bit about seeing fear in the present. Talk a little more about that, Cindy. How do you know where this fear is coming from? Well, what we were saying is we need to th- did you recognize what it feels like in our body, and then what is it that, what's the thought that triggered it? And so I'll tell you one of my very common fears is, I have a fear, I have, and, and I have names for fears, so I'll start to introduce those. Okay. So I, suffer, I suffer from fear what. And what fear what is, is fear of what others think. Ah. So I will have an idea of something that I want to do, and I'll be really excited about it for a minute. And then as I start to think about it, I'll think, oh my gosh, what would my sister think what would my colleagues think what would my friends think what would and and i go into this whole spiral with myself and i think well i just can't do it because people would think i was weird people would think i was silly people would think and so i let that fear of what others think stop me i have a wonderful saying for you and what's that what other people think of me is none of my business. It well, <laughs> it's a great one if it works. If it works. Sometimes it's, it does. Sometimes and, it and doesn't. And sometimes you know that. That's the funny thing about fears that aren't real imminent danger is intellectually we actually know that there aren't a lot of teeth in them. But that doesn't help us all the time. So I, I say to myself, so... How do you know what other people will think? You know, this is where I say, do I, is this coming from the past? Like the last time I had an idea, I was criticized or I was teased or I was whatever, I was rejected. Or do I just anticipate that it might happen in the future? So that's how I know past and, past and future. Yeah, I guess another question would be, when did this ever happen to me before? Well, that would be to know it was in the past. Yeah, no, it's in the past. Yeah. So then once we sort of get a handle on that, then I have to ask myself, well, when it happened in the past, did anything terrible happen? Was it really so bad? Or if I'm thinking it's going to happen in the future, I ask myself, 
well, do I know that it's going to happen? Or do I just think it might happen? Or uh, if it did happen, so what? What would be the worst thing that would happen if, in fact, the other person did think ill of me? So I'm really having a very rational conversation with myself in my own head. Now, you may not have the capacity to have it in your own head. You may need to have it with someone else. But you really need what you're, you're having. Uh, fear what is, in fact, an internal conversation. You're already having the conversation with your, yourself, right? Right. Gosh, they might criticize me. They might not like it. So turn that conversation into something that's productive in some, instead of something that's not. And how do you do that? You just keep asking yourself those questions. You know, I think it's extremely important that people learn to have this kind of dialogue with themselves. We're good at having conversations with ourselves that take us down. Yeah. Not so good at having those conversations that build us up. And we don't really like to have to ferret it out until we get down to the nitty-gritty. There Mm -hmm. might be something there we don't want to know about. That's right. That's right. That's a little yeah. fear right there. Huh? There's the fear right there. So let me tell you about some of the other fears I have named, and I'll tell you why I named them. Okay. I named them because what I was discovering was that if I could be playful about my fears and other people's fears, it made them less ominous. So I decided I was going to name them, and they, that would make it more playful and less frightening. So, so fear what is a big one, fear of what others think. Furple is another one that a lot of my clients have. It's fear of hurting people's feelings. So there are a lot of people who are Furple. afraid. Furple, yeah. They're afraid to say no. They're afraid to disappoint other people. They're afraid to tell the truth because it might hurt the other person's feelings. And we're much more willing to suffer ourselves than feel like we're hurting someone else, as if we can... Control that. So, furple. Then we have one that's well-known, and that's fearler, which is just the plain old fear of failure. And when people are fearing failure and stopped, I really do stop and ask them, what's the worst thing that could happen? And so what if you fail? What might you learn along the way? And I talk to people about distinguishing between experiencing a failure and being a failure. Oh, nice distinction. Because there's a big difference. Just because we don't succeed at something doesn't make us a failure. It means we did something that didn't work out. Let's find the gold, see what we can learn, not make that same mistake over and over again. But we're not a failure. We're way ahead of so, so many people who never even tried. Oh, absolutely. Talk to Thomas Edison about that. Exactly. Great yeah. example. Yeah. Then I have feeble. And feeble, um, feeble, I'm sure, has a male counterpart, but it's fear of becoming a bad lady. A bad lady? A bad lady. A bad, a bad lady. A bad lady. Yeah. Bad lady. Yeah, fear of becoming a bad lady. I could never do that. I, I couldn't afford it. 
if I made that decision, and I, th- I have a lot of um, small business owners who are clients or, or solopreneurs, and you know they're just afraid if they turn down a client. You know, we all have clients who are our great clients and clients who really are more um, uh, trouble than they're worth. <laughs> they're just not a right match for them. I'm, I don't mean to make them bad, but it's not a good match. But we take them because I could never turn down a piece of business because if I didn't take this piece of business, I'll become a bag lady. <laughs> and then we thought about it that way. <laughs> You're so right. By doing the work. So there are all kinds of iterations of feeble, but that's the, you know, it's the whole fear around money and, um, and um, scarcity and that one bad decision is really going to put us over the edge. Then we have fear lufu, which is fear of looking foolish, which is quite related. It's, it's similar to fear of what others think. We have funk, the fear of the unknown. We have fear sucks, which is fear of success. I was wondering what fear of success. Fear sucks. Yeah, fear sucks. It does, you know. But, you know, there are people who just, what if, if I am really successful, what will that mean? Yeah, will everybody expect me to keep being this successful? Yeah. What do I have to do after this? What, and what about my friends? What will my friends say? Will I still have time for my friends? Do I really want to work that hard? Yeah, forever. Do I want to work that hard forever? I thought I was done. And then the last one is very sad, and it's fearfucked. Say that again? Well, I don't know if I should, but it's fearfucked. Oh, I got it. Yeah, fear that it won't be perfect. Because God forbid I should do anything that's short of perfect. Oh, girl, we have to get rid of perfect. Yeah, we do. Because that's, you know, people don't do, I'm not going to do it if it can't be perfect. And it's it's a terribly crippling uh, fear. Oh, and it's a very common one. Sure is, yeah. Wow. So, so with all of these, we really have to identify what is underneath the fear. What's the limiting belief that I have about myself that's causing me to have this fear? Because it's all it's it's all inside us. It isn't out there. Let me ask you this before we go to break, which is coming up fairly soon. Do you have this on your website? Is there some place that people can see these names of fear um, written out for them? Because I think these are wonderful. They're humorous, but they're real. And I can see that they could really help you deal with the fear that's in your mind. Where can people find these? Well, I will tell you they're coming soon. I am actually in the process of developing a video series with them. Oh, wonderful. Which is coming, yeah. And so if the best way is, uh, and maybe I should mail it out to my mailing list, this list, because I do get a lot of positive feedback about it. So I will make that promise. I'm going to put it in a mailing um, that's going to be go out in the next couple of weeks. So the best thing, if clients, if clients, if listeners want to uh, get that quickly, uh, is to go to my website, which is 
CindyLochranCoaching.com. And we need to spell Lochran. Yes. Cindy, L-O-U-G-H-R-A-N, Coaching.com. And there's a place to put in uh, email, uh, name and email. And what you'll get immediately is something, an MP3 download called uh, Five Tips for Getting Out of Your Own Way. It will also put you on a mailing list so that when I have this common, this, this uh, fear email blast that's going to go out in the next couple of weeks, you'll be sure to get it in your inbox. So that would be the quickest way. I think that's a great idea. CindyLochranCoaching.com. Right. Is there another way they can contact you or is this it? Well, that's one way and the other is uh, my email is Cindy at CindyLochranCoaching.com. And I'm on Facebook at Facebook slash Cindy Lochran Coaching. Coaching. And if you can't remember how to spell that, go to the self-improvement blog, click on the little, uh, where her picture is, the announcement of today's show. Her email is on that, and I, th- I her, her website is on that. And I think it's also, um, on the, on the, uh, article that we have of yours. We'll post it. Sure. That's great. So they, they can go there if, if all else fails and they realize they've spelled it wrong or whatever. Great. Um, Lots of people, and I'd love to hear from people what their questions are about fears. Oh, they're probably afraid to ask. Oh, yes. Oh, On yes. that note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon and my guest Cindy Lochran saying, we're going to talk more about fear and how to resize it when we come back, so stay tuned. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Step up to the microphone. View the finalists right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Step up to the microphone is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv, where you can see and hear America's next top child star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier, and new episodes will be available every week exclusively at VoiceAmericaKids.tv. You can say you saw them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio. Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Cindy Lochran, and we're talking about resizing fear. Cindy just gave us some really great names for different kinds of fear, which really does help bring them down to size. What else do you have in, in your mind to help resize fear? These are wonderful. Where do we go next? Well, I think that uh, we we can look at taking little steps. You know, very often when we look at something in front of us, a change, something that we need to address or do, or we we look at it as the big picture, which is a great target. But then we need to really break down what are the baby steps that I could take to get there. Because when we're looking at baby steps, it's also a little less daunting. And we need to be gentle with ourselves and not expect that we're going to get all the way to the end point, you know, by sundown. We're, we're sort of accustomed to those 30-minute or 60-minute TV shows where everything's resolved. Yes, and it has stuff. to be resolved today. Resolved, right. And so, you know, we get, of course we're afraid. We're not, we might not make the deadline, you know. So let's be, re- part of it is just let's be realistic with ourselves about what we can and can't do in a period of time. Another thing I say to people all the time is do not, under any circumstances, try to do it all alone. Because alone, being alone is, fear- is scary. Isn't it interesting how we think we should be able to do what somebody else does with a whole staff in his office? Yeah, right. Well, we do, and we have no idea. The other thing that we do, I'm so glad that you brought that that point up, is we compare our outsides, I mean, I'm sorry, our insides with other people's outsides. Explain that one. Yeah. So it's what I call the duck syndrome. So if you imagine a duck, I might have even talked about this the last time I was on the show, imagine when you're looking out on a pond, a duck is floating across the surface of the pond, right? And the duck looks so calm. Yeah. What's going on just under the surface? <laughs> He's just kicking like crazy. Like crazy, right? So isn't that what we feel like very often? And we look across the room at other people across the grocery store aisle, across the boardroom table, uh, wherever we are, across the soccer field if we're with our kids, and we say, boy, don't they look like they've got it all together. Yes. I wish I had that much together. I wish I were that confident. When what's going on inside your stomach is that paddling, and probably what's going inside on inside theirs is the same thing. So we have to stop comparing our insides, that fluttering dis-ease with what we see other people showing up as. Because we probably look pretty cool, calm, and collected ourselves. 
You know, I learned this somewhere like in the eighth or ninth grade. It's been a long time. It's amazing. I remember it. <laughs> there was a girl in my class named Anita. I will never forget her. She always looked perfect. Her hair never was messed up. Her clothes were never wrinkled. And I w- would think, how does she do it? I wish I could be like Anita. And one day Anita said to me, Irene, how do you do it? Your hair's never messed up. Your clothes are always just right. How do you do it? And I'm thinking, well, isn't isn't that a blast? You know, I, that's exactly what I was thinking about Anita. Hmm, I guess I might be t- more together than I thought. And I, I'll never forget that because it was really just such a graphic lesson. And, you know, we all have those. It's the perfect lesson. And I can think of times when I've had those conversations as an adult. Yes. I can remember very distinctly talking to another professional, and I was intimidated by her, and I just thought I was just rinky-dink compared to the stuff that she was doing. And, oh, I was really intimidated. And, you know, we sat down and had this conversation, and we it was as if, it was, we both said exactly the same words about each other. She was having the same feelings about me that I was having about her. And once we got that out of the way and realized it and had kind of a good laugh about it, we became such good friends and such good support to each other. You know, everybody should have those kind of conversations because yeah. I'm sure everybody has a counterpart like that. Absolutely. And that's where you get the greatest support is when you allow yourself to be a little vulnerable, share that, and find out you're not the only one. No, we're not. We have such trouble with projections and all of those kind of little things. And all of that internal churning is what creates the fear. And one of the biggest fears is, maybe I have to have a new one, is, People are going to find out about me. Oh, what if they really knew? <laughs> what if they knew who I really am? What a fraud I am, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Valerie Young has done fabulous work uh, on, the, it's called the imposter syndrome. And uh, Valerie Young has written a number of books, but one, her most recent one is uh, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. Um, it's called the... Uh, Oh, shoot, what's the first part of it? The imposter syndrome? Well, I have to think about what it is. If you Google Valerie Young, you'll get it. Um, it's it's uh, really, it, it's not just for women. Her publisher, she said, made her put that, made that title. But men, uh, it's, it's a great book for men, too. But it really is about all of the thoughts that keep us playing small, that are the fears that we're going to be found out to be, the the frauds that we are we're only one step ahead of the you know the sheriff exactly and all of a sudden we find out so is everybody else and that's okay that's really okay and we know so much more than we um, give ourselves credit for knowing always always we and, and it feel great if we can let in other people's um feedback it would be great if we could let in some valid feedback from ourselves and then we'd learn to give it ourselves to ourselves yeah Yeah. you know we have so many old scripts going on so many um 
so many old scripts. And I'll tell you, there was a very funny thing on Facebook just this morning. Someone posted a picture. It was Bill Murray, the comedian actor Bill Murray, pointing out to me. And on the bottom, the, the caption said, you're awesome. And wow. I looked at this picture and I'm thinking, what's the point of this? I don't get it. Why is Bill Murray pointing and there's this caption, you're awesome. And all of a sudden I burst out laughing. <laughs> and I thought, it's just this thing. Doesn't matter who it is. Someone's looking at me going, just because you got up out of bed this morning, you're awesome. And that's all it takes. And he's talking to me. And there's he's nothing, talking to you. There's nothing to get. Right? I'm like, I don't get this. So, yeah, we need to get that we're great and that we're going to make mistakes and that other people are going to think what they think and that we're going to fall down and um, and not be successful at everything we do or we're going to have success and some things may need to change or it's not going to be perfect and it's going to be just fine and good enough. And we need to accept that about ourselves and give give our greatness. No, isn't it interesting that so many of us do that, share that? Did, were we taught this as children? Does this come from our parents saying, what makes you think you're so big or what makes you think you can do that? It's, it's it- a lot of that, yeah. It comes from all kinds of childhood memories. And that is not a parent bashing statement. Because no. many, many times it wasn't the statement. It was our interpretation of something. So, yeah, it is, who do you think you are? It is, don't outshine your siblings. It is, you know, play nice in the sandbox, even when the other kid's throwing sand in your face. You know. It's the play nice in the sandbox stuff, isn't it? It is. It is. It's, you know, who do you think you are to think you're so smart? Or... You know, you don't want to be any more successful than your parents were or than your siblings are. Or there were people, you know, when we interpreted things like, you know, and I I find myself having to be really careful with my own kids. You know, you got a lot of praise for the A's on your report card. That's the perfect. Right. You got some, gee, how come the B is good. What could you have done differently to make it an A? Yep. Which means it was good, but it wasn't perfect. And we're going to talk God about- help you if you got C, which is average. Exactly. Because, you know, being average isn't what our family does. No. So, yeah, we have a lot of old scripting. It all, and that, again, is where being in the present makes, is where your power is. If you can stand in the present and say, getting an A versus getting a B, getting a B versus getting an A didn't make a hill of beans a difference in reality, in real life. No, and the real question is, did you learn something? Exactly. Can you use that? Is it useful? Is it a contribution to yourself or to others? Is it val- Was there value in it? Not was it perfect. And so you know, that's the... In the past, we got these messages, and in the present, we have to ask about their value. Ask if they really matter anymore, or if they ever mattered. But, yeah. So fear, you know, there's an acronym. Fear is uh, 
uh, future events already realized, that's when we're thinking in the, in the, in, uh, in the, in the future. future. Yeah. Right. So we're imagining horrible things that are going to, going to happen. And that's fear. And that stops us. But you're now, both powerful places right here, right now in the future, in the present. And that thought takes us right up to another break. So this is Irene Connell with my guest Cindy Lochran saying, stay tuned. We're going to be back with just a little more about how to resize your fear. We're making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. best-selling authors, find tantalizing new books, learn the latest healthy living tips, and be inspired to coach yourself to success on Star Style. Be the star you are every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time on World Talk Radio. The Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her health hero daughter, Heather Brittany, fire up the airwaves with upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m pacific on the world talk radio variety channel come play with us the world talk radio variety channel You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Cindy Lochran, and we've been talking about resizing fear. We've been talking about taking baby steps uh, so it's much more manageable. One of the other things, Cindy, that you mentioned was not doing it alone. Um, so basically we need some kind of support group. Tell us a little bit about that. Mm. So I am a firm believer that nothing in life was meant to be done alone. And I also know that for me, uh, I, I just, I depend on my support, what I call my support squad. So I suggest to people that when they're about to take on something, they sit down and they think about who can support me. Who can I go to when I want to take my marbles and run the other way? Yeah, take my marbles and go home. Go home, right. I want to go back to bed head first. Who is going to keep me from doing that? And what we want to think about is what support am I going to need 
Am I going to need a cheerleader? Am I going to need somebody that gives me advice and information? Am I going to need uh, somebody that will meet with me? You know, if I'm going to the gym, do I need someone or that is is going to hold me accountable uh, and be there when I get there? So we often look to our family and our closest friends for support. And that's often not the best place to look. No, because they need you to be there as well for them. They sometimes the have a vested interest, yeah, in you staying just the way you are. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you're afraid that you aren't going to be successful, let's say losing weight, your whole social circle is, is around people who like to go out and meet with you. Who, you know, entered all of your social interaction is around food. Those people have a vested interest in you not being successful. They're not your best support squad. Not there, no. Uh -uh. So you want to make sure that you're reaching out. So who could be really there to support you? And there'll be a lot of people in your life who say, rah, rah, go. Yeah, we are behind you. But when push comes to shove, if there's some impact it's going to have on them, they may not be. So just be mindful of who that support system can be because that can drive you right back into fear. Exactly. Now, sometimes you just need someone who will listen, and that person's really hard to find. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I say, you know, make a list of what's the support you're going to need. And you need to get clear about that. What Do you need someone who's going to physically do something with you or for you? Do you need someone who's just going to listen? Do you need somebody who knows and has information that you need? And then where can you find each of those? It's like putting a puzzle together. But it helps you feel kind of organized and in a little more sense of control. I have people who, when I start to feel fearful about my business or I have writer's block and I just get stuck, I have people who who I've asked permission, when I get stuck, may I pick up the phone and call you? It's already cleared. I have permission. Right. And so I don't have to sit there thinking, oh, I'll be a bother. This isn't a good time. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't have this need. I just know it's the, the, the road is already paved. So that's another way to keep from having all that inner dialogue keep you stuck. Great idea. And does this, you know, is are these the things that you present to your clients when you see that they're beginning to be overwhelmed with fears about their business or a relationship or you know, whatever Absolutely. the fear is about? All the tools that I use with my clients and to help them really create a, a tactical uh, roadmap to get from where they are, where they wish, where they where they are, to where they want to be. From are these same reactions to fear pretty consistent in terms of whether they're men or women? Uh, do men, you know, go through these same things? I can certainly identify with most of these things as a woman. But do men go through the same kind of things or are they a little different? Um, there are some are the same and some are different. And I think the biggest difference is that women are much more likely to talk about them than mm. men are. Yes. Really, to really own them. Um, but I do, you know, there, there are lots of men who fear failure, fear success, fear in the perfection, 
um, most of them don't worry about becoming a bag lady, but no, certainly worry about becoming, you know, about the financial risk of things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What will I do? How will I take care of my yes, family if this doesn't exactly. work? Exactly. Yeah. That's a, a very deep fear, actually. What What happens to my family if if I fail them? Yeah. And what will others think? What will the Joneses and the neighbors, you know? Yeah. So a lot of the same things. I just, as I say, I find they are not quite as expressive about them. Um, and they just fight through them more. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, somehow people manage to, most people manage to get through, but it's so much easier when there's help. Well, they manage to get through, but I really do believe they could get farther if they would face their fears and and right-size them, you know, put them in perspective so that they could take those steps that right now they're afraid to. to. You know, people that, people that are stopped by fear are not failures. They're just not necessarily as uh, powerful and as effective and as successful and as fulfilled uh, as they could be. Exactly. And no, and, and we want to be like... Is it? I don't remember whether it's the army or the marines who say, "Be all that you can be." That's the army. See, yep. Be all yep. that you I can like be. Yeah. You know. So, you know, some very interesting points here. I I really love the names for fear, but the the idea of the baby steps and you know, you know, one bite at a time kind of thing and of. Not being afraid or ashamed to ask for help. Many people are ashamed they have to ask for help. They think it's a sign of weakness. No. It's really a sign of strength in my book. It sure is. It sure is. You know when to ask for help and you do that. And then you accept the help. You accept the help. And, yeah, there's a lot of people who'd love to help you. Yeah, they're really in, in most instances. It, it, that's right. People really do want to help. They want to make a contribution to other people. Uh, it 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 gives them pleasure and fulfillment. And we do uh, we rob people of that gift of that opportunity when we decide we're going to do it alone. And All we put by up myself. Big facade. You know, we put up that big stoic, all together facade, and spend our lives with that paddling going on inside and then when people find out what you did they say why didn't you ask me i would have loved to help yes i wish you would let me help that's so true yeah we're getting right up toward the end of the show cindy what is the thought and it can be a couple thoughts if you want that you'd like to leave with our listeners today well i think the biggest is is to Really have your fear be okay with you. Know that fear is just part of the human experience, that it's there as guidance, uh, not as a stop sign, but maybe as a yield sign. And dig deep into it to understand what it's telling you and where it's directing you because it will tell you where to go. It will not tell you to stop. And um, 
I just love to see people overcome that fear, and I know how empowering it is. I know that it's been so empowering for me to overcome my fears. I lived in fear, and um, now I feel it, and I um, move through it, and I love, love, love to see other people do that and share their stories about it. You know, and if you who are listening, you know, here, Cindy, if you want to know more about what she does, take a look at her website, which is com. You can get that link on my uh, self-improvement blog if you uh, want to see how to spell it. But, Cindy, you are a, a remarkable coach, and, and I hope people find you and follow some of the work that you're doing. Next week's guest is Dr. Jeffrey Rubin, who's going to talk about, now listen to this one, meditative psychotherapy. He has blended meditation and psychotherapy to get wonderful results. He's really good, and I think everybody can profit from what he has to say. So you might want to come back again next week. Cindy, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, Irene, it has been my pleasure. Thank you. And we didn't talk about your bracelets. (laughs) Cindy has wonderful bracelets that are made for her by a group of girls. Uh, Go to her website and look at these lovely bracelets. I have one on right now. I love it. Um, And and you really need to see these. I totally meant to do that, Cindy. Cindy. Well, that's okay. They are tools that help you overcome a number of things, including fear. So yep, they're, they're wonderful self-improvement tools. And on that note, we're going to have to say goodbye. I invite all of you to come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.